Welcome back to These Amazing Places, show 261 for the week of February 17th. On this week's show, Cameron and I will be your panel, and we'll be discussing his trip into the Disneyland parks this past weekend uh, in all of its craziness. And uh, in this, he also made uh, several audio clips for us all to listen to. We will discuss and then introduce those audio clips as we go throughout the parks and throughout the show. Also, at the end of the show, we'll feature uh, audio ride-through of Pinocchio that Cameron did. Enjoy. Hey, Cameron, how's it going? Hey, Doug, pretty good out here. How are you guys doing over there? Well, not too bad. Um, a lot of stuff going on this week and uh, really in the Disney universe. And we'll get into uh, what's happened to you over this crazy holiday weekend. Yeah, and here in yep. just a little bit. But first, let's um, hit some news. I've got some things that I wanted to go over, and you've got some things that you uh, you want to talk about. So we'll uh, we'll hit those, and then we'll take a break and move on to the feature stuff. So anyway, here we go. Uh, let's see here. The first thing that I had was the uh, frozen meet and greet has been continued indefinitely. Uh, I heard at Walt Disney World, and you said yes, you think so, correct? At Disney. Yes, I'm pretty sure they have a they have a good building dedicated to it if you haven't seen it olaf's on top and even just the building's popular people will gather around there after it's closed and just take pictures of olaf because he sleeps at night and everything so they're gonna keep it um i have an official word but like i'll i'll get an official word to you as soon as i can and i i know we were we've had these discussions already about this that we we're hoping they were going to do that I know in Disney World, there's the meet and greet in Norway. The waits have been three and four hours for the meet and greet. So it's it's like something they had to do. I can't imagine you yank a meet and greet uh, with three and four hour waits just because it's meet, it's met its deadline. So what are the uh, meet and greets line, uh, greeting, uh, lines like in uh, Disneyland right now? And Disneyland, they are a little better out here. I mean, it's it gets up to 120 hours. That's two hours, but that's about it. I, th I think this weekend, because it was crowded, it went up to three hours, but it really didn't crack that three-hour line. And usually during the week, it's probably 60. And how much? Or I don't know why it? it's so much different out there. How much room do you guys have for lines? Um, My first I don't time. know. It kind of goes by the Pinocchio ride, but it's it's a lot of switchbacks and it's short switchbacks. It's actually not that much room. I'm thinking the reason why it's become so carried away in Norway, there's a lot of room there, especially if you get out into the walkway through World Showcase, there's even more room. So, And it's a pretty wide area if you think about you know walking up through there and heading into Nor uh, Maelstrom. It's a pretty wide area, so there's a lot of room to put people, but uh, that's got to be a lot of people with a four-hour, three- and four-hour meet-and-greet. Yep. Okay, uh, next thing I had on my agenda here was the um, afternoon parade in Animal Kingdom is going, or has been, or is going to be yanked here real soon uh, because of the construction for Avatar Land. So, that's, uh, I guess, the only thing, uh, Cameron and I talked off mic a little bit, the only thing I could come up with was um, maybe they're having to yank it because they don't have a, a staging area for it. It's being taken up by construction. Yep. Just seems like um, uh, that parade happened, I think, usually between 3 and 4 o'clock. Um, so it just seems like that um, what's going to happen there now in the afternoons. I know there's always things to do. 
uh, rides and stuff like that. But the park actually drains pretty quickly between 3 and 5. And so now if people aren't even sticking around for the parade, then then that means basically the prank can start the I mean the park can start draining around two to three. Yep. Well now yeah. uh is the is the Lion King thing still going on? Legend of the Lion King is not. No, yes. it's closed. Oh that's right. Okay. Yeah, wow. it's closed now, so <laughs> yeah, I know they don't even yeah. they don't even have that now. Um so I guess um they better get the Yeti working or something, because... Yeah, something. Or, like, can, I don't know, do they have revolt. a date for the opening of the Lion King again? No, there is no date. Right, because they're building the stage. Okay. Right, building the stage and whole theater. Right. Um, plus, hopefully, if nothing else, they can get the um, the new water pageant, whatever it is that they're doing. They can get that yes. thing worked out and put in place uh, so that, that kind of... Maybe they can start keeping the park open a little later and trying to use that as a way to keep people around. But right. it just seems to me like, well, just taking things away from a park that's already struggling to keep people's interests is tough. But you know what? Maybe they have numbers showing that the parade is not all that popular. I've never yeah. I've never stayed around to see it. So Yeah, neither have I. Right. And so you're looking at two people right here that didn't stick around to see it. And yeah. so maybe people just really don't. And so they figure it doesn't matter anyway. Let's just go ahead and yank it. Or like it's the park where like the excess people go. If the other parks are too crowded, maybe. That'll be the place where, you know, we take refuge from the crowds. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. That's, well, that's my thought. And that was yours too. So coming up on, yeah. uh, is it, we talk about Labor Day. Maybe it'd be a good place to go. Yeah, we're going to test that theory, see if yeah, it works. Yeah, we're going to get a chance to. Let's see here. Next, uh, you mentioned something about the Captain America meet and greet. Yes, the Captain America meet and greet has an official start date, and that is March 7th, and they're going to be cast member previews March 1st through the 6th, and I'm going to go to one on the 5th, so I'll be getting footage for that for everyone to see. And as soon as the footage is, uh, Cameron gets the footage over to me, I'll put a video out so everybody can see what this looks like. If it's as good as the... Um, uh, as the uh, Iron Man and the uh, Thor, I'd probably be pretty cool. I, yes, absolutely. I, I definitely, I'm going to be curious to see what outfit he's wearing. He's yeah, I'm assuming it's the one from the movies, because I think the classic Captain America outfit is in Islands of Adventure. They kind of want to distance themselves, because they can do the movie versions of these guys. The Thor one is the movie outfit, the guy, you know, Hemsworth, his outfit, so... I'm hoping they do a little show like the Thor one. I wasn't expecting that show or anything. I was just expecting Thor maybe to just stand there. But they did a cool little skit, and I'm hoping this one is just as good. I would think they could. Um, with Iron Man, it's tough because he's in a suit. I mean, right, course, and I even space. hear little rumors of that even happening, like a guy in a suit instead of just his hall of armor. It's just a rumor right now, but let's, let's I, not spread that around quite yet. It seems to yet, me like so. something they could pull off. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean, though. They have such a potential. And we'll see, like, even new Marvel movies if they can have more meet and greets like that, because it's extremely popular. Okay. Well, yeah, I think that's that's going to be huge, probably, when it happens. I'll be curious to see if it's uh, if it's as big as the Thor. And, well, you know what? I've never even talked to you about that. Yet to talk about attendance-wise, uh, which do you think has done better between Thor and um, Iron Man? I think Thor, because Iron Man is not really a meet and greet. It's just kind of his hall of armor, and then you stand in that line to do that Iron Man experience where you, it's kind of like connect, where the, you know you stand in front of a 
camera and then you can see yourself and they put the suit on you per se and then do little movements and you can be like Iron Man and fly on the screen and stuff. I mean, that's pretty cool, but the Thor thing was just amazing. I wasn't expecting Yeah, it really was. And the guy, the guy looked so much like him and sounded yeah. even like him. That I think yeah. those little kids in the video just looked amazed. I know, they were so, so go, everybody listening, go to our YouTube channel. I mean, it's a good thing. It's a good video. Definitely, definitely. Okay, well, I think that's all we have for news right now. So um, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll move into the feature, which is going to be Cameron and his wonderful uh, holiday weekend experiences in Disneyland Park. <laughs> Everybody, we're back, and uh, we're going to chat here with Cameron a little more about uh, what happened to him on this past weekend. Actually, it was just on a Saturday when he went into, tried to go into, or made it into the uh, Disneyland Park. So, uh, Cameron, let's just shoot through a little bit of your experiences. Then we actually have some audio clips that he recorded during the day, and we'll begin uh, kind of uh, uh, talking about those, and then we'll play them back for you. So, uh, so Cameron. Uh, Shoot, tell me what your day was like. Just, uh, I know you put some pictures up. Uh, everybody yep. can go out on our Twitter account. They'll be able to see those. Uh, those were taken at what time in the morning, Cameron? I got there. I tried all my tricks, too. And that's the thing is I got there early. And I tried to get there early and all that stuff, but it just didn't work. And it how, was just one of those weekends. How early did you get there? I got there uh, just a little before. I got there too early, I think. It was like... I don't know, an hour and forty-five minutes before. before yeah, but there were already there were already opens. cars like mad in the parking garage. And that's garage. the thing. Yes, and that's the thing. I wasn't usually that doesn't happen. Usually I, I roll right in and, and park, but it was already backed up that early, and I was like, huh, well, <laughs> that didn't quite work the way I expected. So we had to know it was going to be a bad day at that point. Yeah, I I kind of did, but I was you know I was just going to go with it, and you know that's what you got to do if you choose to go on a day like that. You just kind of be like, well. It's going to be crowded, so i got to make the best of it. Okay, so, um, all right, so you basically, where did you go to first uh, after you left the parking garage? After I left the parking garage, it was it was a long time before it opened, so I kind of went to the I went to the Disneyland Hotel just to look around a little bit and see if I could get some sounds because I had the recorder with me, and I went back there and got a little good music. They, uh, It seems like, to me, each tower, and if you look at our, I think our Flickr has the pictures, there's different towers, different tower themes. One's Fantasyland Tower, one's Frontierland Tower. I think the music around each tower is from that land, so it sounds like Fantasyland outside. Yeah, it's themed to it. I could tell that. Right yes. That. And okay. then when you go by Frontier Tower, it sounds like Frontierland. And it's just kind of cool because you just it's loud, too. And when there's especially when there's nobody around as early as I went, it was probably the only place that wasn't crowded. That's why it was That's out funny. there. Everyone's yeah, headed for the parks. That was the first thing I thought is, okay, well, man, there's all these people there. Where are they at now? Because I only hear like a couple people talking here and there right. around you. Well, so the, right, and uh, that's the thing, yeah. The and um, that's that's what you get. That's right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. The first um, so the first clip was you, and you say you were over by the pool. Yes, I was over the, by the pool area. They have a neat pool there. It's like a water slide, but it's dedicated to the old monorail that used to run through the hotel. So it just looks really neat. 
So, but the music is playing probably yeah by the pool area. I found a couple of speakers and kind of loitered around them. Okay. Yeah, it so, sounds really neat. You know what? Let's um, we'll throw that clip in and uh, here, so everybody can hear a little bit of that. And so listen to this. And we'll be right So, uh, next clip was still uh, kind of by the pool, um, but there's actually some different music and stuff in there because you had moved on, I think. To Oral yeah, and I wasn't expecting it because there was a kind of a, a sound hole where there was like no music. I kind of wish I would have captured the transition from fantasy to frontier, but like there's kind of these holes of just no music and nothing. I didn't really want to do that, but like I did capture another speaker by the frontier tower. Okay, and definitely. Um, this music reminded me of walking through uh, Frontierland in Walt Disney World. I've actually heard some of this, I believe, in there. So some of my favorite music. Um, I've also heard it at the uh, Fort Wilderness Lodge. A lot of this music is played there. So a lot of people, you can go out, you can find uh, where people put theme park music up. And uh, even at the lodges and at the resorts, I should say. And you'll be able to hear, hear a lot of this music that's played. So I just find it interesting how they mixed it in here by the by the pool.
Next clip is a place that absolutely blew me away. Uh, you have to understand, as I was listening to these clips back, I was busy doing other stuff, so I did not hear at first where Cameron was at on this until he said it to me, I think even through a text. This music is actually, this clip, is from downtown Disney and Disneyland, and what blew me away is I actually thought he was in the parks because of the how incredibly how incredibly loud the music was playing, first of all. Uh, second, the variations in the music just blew me away. Uh, I think it started out with me hearing the Monsters, Inc. music, and which just brought a smile on my face because you really don't hear that in the Walt Disney World parks. Uh, so to hear it actually being played, I, I loved it. So anyway, so you walked around uh, downtown Disney for a little while then, Cameron? Yeah, and it's uh, that's the thing about uh, Disneyland here. It's kind of like if you've gone to Universal Orlando, you start out, you know, the parking lot's at the end, and then you got to walk through the City Walk, or in this case, Downtown Disney, to get to the parks. I'm glad you so said that. So when you walk through the cityscape, you got to, you know, even, honestly, even in Universal Orlando, I didn't notice the music like this. So this is kind of a leg up on everyone. I mean, it sounded amazing. To me, it reminded me of being in like one of the animation buildings and the best of every single Disney movie music is going off. And then even in between that, I think the Carousel of Progress song is in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And like is. just, yeah, and it's just amazing. And even that, we don't even have that right here. That song doesn't get played at all, you know? And me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm reminded of being down there and watching Carousel of Progress. And it's just amazing. I didn't, I honestly, I've walked down there many times. I think during the day, I don't know if during the day they play different music because it seems like it's more poppy, more kind of like I don't know, Selena Gomez and that kind of thing, like Radio Disney music. But I don't know if it's just because, you know, they're trying to get you pumped to go in the parks, but it, it really does. It, it really works. So were there a lot of people in downtown Disney while you were recording this? Oh, yeah, there really was. Okay, I mean, I thought, well, maybe they were getting I think it was the hotel people going for the early magic hour. OK, yeah. Well, maybe there was thought, well, maybe that's why they had the music so much louder on this day, maybe. Because the more people yeah. you end up having, the louder you want the music to be, maybe, to try to drown out, to make some different ambience. Yeah, and that, that's kind of crazy how they can adjust to that. Because like I said, I don't, I've never noticed that. Either that or I'm just like, I'm not recording, so I don't notice that. But like, it sounded like it gets you pumped up to go in, you know? You want to see all this magic, all this music you're hearing. Well, it was just really, and it did remind me, and we talked about this, of uh, City Walk and Universal, how just prominent the music was, how, yes. how much, how easily you could hear it, and how it seemed to just surround you. Yeah. Now, and, and you're right, though, in City Walk, the music has much more kind of club scene, kind of sounding music and stuff. Um, yes. I guess it sounds more like as if I was at a, uh, like a football game or something, maybe music you would hear 
in a large open area just being plowed, played over some loudspeakers. Um, and it is like that. But I don't want to get too much into City Walk with the big screens and all that. It just reminds me of that. Right. But when I heard this music and then you told me later where it was, I thought, yeah, it reminds me now of walking through City Walk. Yeah. So let's play that clip and then we'll be back.
All right, so now, um, the next area that we're heading into is where the craziness really begins, I think, for Cameron. And this was in the Esplanade outside of uh, Disneyland, correct, Cameron? Yes, that is correct. I think I just hit security. Security was nice. They they had everyone open, so that wasn't a big line. But as soon as I got in there, I mean, you've seen pictures of me in there. Like, I think I took pictures around Christmas time. There was no one in there, but there was already a line. And I was like, oh, there's already a line, huh? And like, it was going past the monorail already. So it was, people were already getting there. Like, you know, I, I think it was still, I want to say 45 minutes before it opens. Wow. Yeah. And so technically people are just waiting in line at this point, right? Yeah, there's nothing you can do. And that's why I wasn't really rushing towards there because you just stand in line. I mean, I don't even stand in line until after it opens because what's the point? Because it'll disperse the line and it'll get shorter. And then briefly it got shorter after I got in line. But this clip is me and the Esplanade and it's it was it was okay. I think I you know, found the, a the few music speakers where it sounds good. Once again, the music was great though. I mean, just listening to it and... Um, and I know that they play music in the, uh, uh, in definitely, I guess if you want to call them esplanades or just the waiting areas kind of before you go into the parks for each one of the, in each one of the old Disney World parks. But, um, it never seems like, a lot of times it doesn't seem like it's loud enough. Um, I guess the only place where I could say I really remember it being there nice and loud was, uh, Hollywood Studios, probably around Star Wars, uh, weekend, uh, time of the year. You can really hear it then. So anyway, um, I don't know. And plus, then you guys just had a whole variance of music once again playing, but it just sounded like a nice sound system and everything around you. I, I don't know. I, I think I described it to you in text at that time. It just just by the way that the music was staged and how everything sounded, it sounded, it made me, even from somebody who hasn't been there in some time to Disneyland, just made me feel the what is it, the quaintness kind of the specialness yep. of the park and kind of what makes it seem like that hometown park to everybody who who of course lives around there yeah so, and you'll see kind of locals during the day just kind of hanging out there listening to the music and like you'll catch people dancing and it's like i don't know it's like what i say at downtown disney it pumps you up before you go in so like it'll play like sorry and you would be like oh yeah i want to do that or like you know, star tours and stuff like that, and it'll it'll really get you pumped to go in. So they're already building up your, you know, your magic meter. So much to say, you know, to like, oh, That's a good, this is gonna be great, you know. Meter. I like that your magic meter. That's good. <laughs> I never thought about that. So I just never. <laughs> All right, so um, let's play that clip, and then we'll be back. Alright guys, I'm in the Esplanade now. It's pretty crowded here, so let's see if I can get some good stuff right now. Stand 
Okay, next clip is you on Main Street, USA, correct? That is correct. Um, the gates had just opened, kind of, and it, it really hadn't opened yet. I think it had, like, 15 more minutes. So, you know, I don't know if it does this in Walt Disney World. I don't know where they hold you wow, before wait a the minute. gates open. That's what I was just going to say. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What are you talking about? Yeah, they won't let you Yeah, even... we don't have a show. We don't have, a, like, a train show or anything. Yeah. Our rope drop is by the hub. It is. So, yeah, you can go... go all down Main Street before it opens and that's where the rope drop is right where the hub you know where the stat partner statue is kind of right there so yeah. you can go all the way down Main Street I, I've never been the rope drop at Magic Kingdom but yeah, yeah you're left they out have front. a show right yeah yeah they have the show the opening show yeah and when that show ends you're allowed then to walk underneath the train station and into the park yeah, they let us under the train station at least, and all the way. I mean, you can go to the market house and get a cup of coffee like 15 minutes before it opens. That's actually a great idea. Yeah. Uh, that makes perfect sense to me, because you let and people, you let people shop right. and get coffee and do whatever instead of making yeah. them maybe stand out there for I don't know an hour waiting. And that seems like a small area to me for people to gather. Like I don't know. Uh, no, it's pretty big. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty big. I don't know. Okay. Too. You know what? A lot of people, they don't go to the rope drops from what I've noticed. So. Okay. I mean, and you know what? That's a huge tip to everybody. If you don't want to fight so much and worry about the fast pass thing all the time and getting yours um, reserved or whatever it happens to be. Or let's say you've got your three, uh, you've got three reserved for the day. And I don't know. Let's go with uh, Epcot. You're in Epcot. And you've got your Soren one reserved for the day. Take, get yourself to rope drop and go in early and if you want a second ride on storm without using fast pass that's the that's the time to do it uh, technically you want to get on fa uh, test track without using your first fast pass uh, get get over there and get in line your standby line will be at its minimum there at the beginning of the day and that, that goes with yep. any park so absolutely uh, yeah I mean it really pays to just go early get there to rope drop get in the park do what you're going to do for a little while, and then if you want, leave for a little while. Or go sit down to a nice dinner, do whatever you want, yeah. and then come back in the evening, especially when it's hot. So, I mean, I don't know what the weather's like out there where you're at, yeah, Cameron, if it's starting to warm up. But I know it's been warm uh, from what I've heard here and there in Florida. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of perfect. I hate to say it, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I know the East Coasters and you all are uh, going to hate me right now, but you're all invited. Yeah, so, we've been we've been basically frozen here for so long that I don't even remember what it's like to hardly even feel warm. So I give up at this point. I just we sit and we watch the movie Frozen with the kids every day just because that's what we're living. <laughs> okay. Anyway, before we get off that, let's uh let's play this clip from Main Street. You can start to hear the gathering of insanity around Cameron in this clip. Yeah, so. and this is, and let me explain where I'm sitting. I'm kind of, because everybody's going towards the rope and you have so much room, I kind of just went under the train station. I'm actually by City Hall, and I just wanted to just kind of chill there as they actually get the rope dropped because I don't like being towards the front because everybody's kind of going crazy. They tell you not to run, everybody's running anyway. So I just wanted to sit there and I was hoping to catch the morning announcement, and luckily I did. Yes, you did. It's a yes, it is. So I definitely I, I didn't know whether to throw that in there or just let people hear it. So, but you're gonna hear the announcement for, uh, loud and clear. So uh, enjoy this, and we'll be right back. Hi guys, I'm here with Main Street. Sorry, I'm 
just gonna walk around here and try to get some sounds and hope you guys enjoy.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Disneyland, the place where dreams come true. All of us in the Magic Kingdom are delighted to have you as our guest today. Whether this is your first visit or your 100th, we welcome you to join our Disney family. Now it's time to begin your journey of fantasy and wonder in our many lands. For your safety and for those around you, we ask that you walk to your next destination. We hope that today you'll be making memories that will last a lifetime. Thank you, and may you enjoy your day in this magical place called Disneyland. It's pretty cool to hear, guys. I'm gonna go down Main Street now. Sounds like they're playing the Up soundtrack down on Main Street. I don't think I've ever heard that before.
Alright guys, I'm headed into Main Street. Or not Main Street, excuse me. I'm headed into Adventureland. I'm gonna do this for a little bit, then I'm gonna head into Indy. Okay, so now we're off Main Street, or just leaving Main Street, and uh, in this next clip, where are we heading to, Cameron? We are headed to Adventureland, and you hear a transition, which is kind of cool, because you hear it go from Main Street music to tiki drums. So I go there, and then it's pretty, it's not bad, it's not crowded, until I turn the corner from the tiki room to Indiana Jones, and there's just a crowd of people. And I think you hear me say something at the end, like... <laughs> Like, oh my, there's people here or something. Because yeah, I was about wrong. to go on indie. But... Yeah, you said, I, I'm cha I've changed my mind, I'm not doing this. Something exactly, like and that. that's when I take the picture, and you'll see that picture, I think, Doug will Yeah, definitely up. go on the Flickr feed, and uh, uh, I'm going to number these uh, these pictures for this show and push them to the front of the photo stream so that you can kind of look at them, and it makes it easier to follow along. So you just go to flickr.com slash photos slash these amazing places. You can look at the pictures and follow along. Yeah, okay. and again, this is one of my tricks, is going on this ride first, and it didn't work. There was just a crowd of people there, and you'll you'll see the line wait says 10 minutes, but I'm telling you, no, I think it was like 30 seconds later, it turned to 45 minutes. It was, it was insane. 30 seconds later, it turned to 45 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy, because it's like everybody headed in that direction, and I don't know if it was just narrow or what. I couldn't even, I was actually past the Jungle Cruise, and that's what, what that Did you feel was. like you were walking with a lot of people? No, actually, it was almost because I got that clip on Main Street, and you can kind of, you can hear Adventureland. You can hear, I mean, you hear people, you hear more people than you do the other times, but it's it didn't feel like it was that crowded. And then you just go there, and it's like stopped. It's almost like everybody was going on that ride, and like or everybody was heading that direction. You couldn't even get past them. So tell me, is this a fast pass attraction out there? Yes, and you know what I. I'm just thinking the fast pass line is right next to the main line. That might have just been a bottleneck right there too. But still, it's a People mess. People beating each other up basically for a fast pass. Probably. Seriously, that looked like Walt Disney World fast pass stuff. So Plus soon, stuff, you, soon know? you guys will probably be on the My uh, Disney Experience thing. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was just madness, and I've never seen that. And you've seen—I think I've gone on Christmas time on a couple yeah, of peak days. Well, you actually got into it and uh, filmed stuff. So I—I I mean, I don't. Your weight wasn't that bad, was it? No, it it's it wasn't at all. I this like I said, it was just one of those days, one of those weekends where you just none of the tricks worked. Well, this is also it's just great audio. Just getting there, you can kind of hear some of the craziness, but you can also hear the music and you know 
Um, if I haven't, I know I haven't said it yet, but uh, I'll say it. You know, make sure you have headphones on when you listen to this. The uh, the experience really does in these in these clips. It'll surround you, shut your eyes, and you actually feel like you're you're uh, Cameron. You're in Cameron's backpack, and he's walking you through the streets. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> okay. You're, you'll be the you'll be the Yoda on my back. There we go. <laughs> That's perfect. All right. Well, hey, everybody, enjoy this clip, and we'll be right back. I decided not to do that. It's a crazy over there, so I'm gonna take Main Street to Tomorrowland and just do some of that. Stand there looking at me.
back at tomorrow. I'm you know, by uh, Topia, Monorail, back here. I don't really hear much sound, but I'm going to transition into a fantasy land right about. Probably a minute. We're going to be able to hear the Matterhorn right now and then the, probably the snowman go off and roar. We are officially in Fantasyland now. I'm gonna walk around here and uh, hopefully I can go on a ride or two.
Okay, and now we are to uh, what was originally supposed to be indie, and you were going to capture the audio of it. Uh, now this this uh, attraction that you've arrived at will now be our feature audio. And so uh, um, what is this uh, attraction, Cameron? This is Pinocchio, the, actually the only ride in the entire park that had zero line. So okay. I was able to jump right on this and uh, get right on it. It's, it's this is the one we did. You guys have never had down there, right? Like right. never. No. Okay. And for some reason, it always reminds me of of um, Peter Pan. Right. And so I would think Peter Pan. You know what the wait's like in Florida for Peter Pan? It's yes. it's ridiculous all day long. Yes, and it's like that here too. It's always at least forty minutes is probably a short wait. But you know? Pinocchio's not like that. No, it's actually one of the least crowded ones. I mean, even Snow White is more crowded than this one. I don't know if it's because of location. I always love this ride, to be honest with you. Well, and the ride I mean, time is fairly short. Just by the yes, audio clip, it, I could tell that. Which It's it's around two minutes and something, which is just like the uh, Peter Pan attraction. It's just I wonder why it's not as popular as Peter Pan. No, and I was going... I went there early, and it might have just been that. But, like, if you were to pick any Fantasy Lorraine ride that's the least popular i'd say it's that one but it's nothing against it i, I love that right i kind of do like it because well, okay for those part... for those of us who have never been on it just tell us about what we're seeing what this ride looks like inside now okay well um if you've been on the old snow white ride with the kind of wooden you know cars it's, it kind of looks like that you know the wooden cars i don't i don't know how else to describe it but you go um you stop at the beginning and it's kind of like the puppet theater and then you go inside and you hear the Hey D song and Pinocchio's dancing and it's like one of those dark rides and then you turn the corner into Stromboli's theater and then he's like, oh, oh I'm going to capture you and then you actually go in this giant cage, which is kind of cool and then you hear the fairy music and then you kind of break out of it and it's kind of like a condensed version of the movie but it's kind of the point of view where you are Pinocchio because you'll hear Jiminy go, hey, don't go that way and then you turn into Pleasure Island and then... It, that, that part is actually really loud. I mean, even inside, it's loud. And I don't know if you can hear the... That always used to scare me as a kid because it's just so dang loud, that scene. And then after that, you go into... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like the Lampwick scene where he turns into a donkey. That's kind of cool because he looks into the mirror. And you can see in the mirror he's human. And he turns around and he turns into a donkey. It's just those neat little, you know, dark right effects that they have. And... Uh, and there's a scene where, I think, what is that? I don't know. The There's the guy who captures the kids. He has this giant crate, and it looks like you're going to go in it. And then the end, I thought, was always cool because there's this kind of big giant thing, a monstro that comes out at the end and kind of scares you. But it's just a, you know, cute little dark ride. And it's cool because it's I think it's only at Disneyland, and that's that's great appeal to me. And I, I hope they never get rid of it, you know? And so this is a good attraction if you're – struggling to get on everything else maybe this is going to get your kids on something quickly yeah absolutely because even when it's long i think it's only like 15 minutes well, that's what i always wondered because how how in the heck the ride for the length the line length gets so long and stays that way for um peter pan when the ride's two minutes uh, it's constantly loading yeah it's like but, an omni mover a little bit I yeah mean, but it just right? seems like you I guess probably because they only have a certain amount of cars, and so maybe. Yeah, that's why I think too. Because we have, I want to capture the we have Alice ride here. You, you guys don't have out there, and 
That one always seems to be as long as Peter Pan, or just a little bit less. It's always a long line, it seems to be. And so how long has Pinocchio been there since opening? No, I don't believe so. I think when they redid Fantasyland in, I don't know, what was it, like the 80s? 81, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Because I remember, right, 81, because it was like more circus, more circus Fantasyland, where they had like the tents and stuff, and then they kind of, I don't know, it's our version of new Fantasyland in the 80s or something, you know? But they, they did all the, made it more storybookish, and I think that's when they added that ride. I'm not sure if it was opened at the opening. Okay, and do you know if there are uh, height restrictions on this? Probably not. No, no, not at all. Absolutely. Okay, and there's nothing really scary about it? Uh, maybe, the monstro scene's a little scary at the end, and I'd say if your kids are sensitive to noise, the Pleasure Island scene is really loud. And like I said, there's a part where... You know, you hit the hammer and it goes up to the do the ding thing. I think, uh, what's his name? Honest John and Gideon are right there hitting it. And when you go by it, it just makes such a loud noise. I think as a kid, it always like hurt my ears a little. So I don't so, know if you want to cover a kid's ears. Yeah, I was say and, bring some earplugs or cover their ears or do something. Yeah, like but that. if they're sensitive to loud, I'd say just to, and it's just that scene. The rest of the ride is not really anything, you know? Okay, so, so but you wouldn't say, I mean, if somebody's just, Got maybe even like a three-year-old. Do you think it's gonna freak him out? I don't think so. It just—I guess it just depends on the kid. If they can go on, I don't know, Mr. Toad, or—I mean, things are a little closer than they are. And like, you know, Peter Pan, how kind of everything's far. Things are a lot closer on this ride. So if they're—I don't know—if they're oversensitive, I would just wait till like maybe three or four. But I don't know. I, I really don't think you'd have to just go on it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to say it because okay. it's one of those rides that's kind of in the middle. Like, obviously, Snow White's Scary Adventures, if you have a kid who's scared, you wouldn't take him on that. Yeah, that one actually did freak some kids out, but then again... Yeah, and then Peter Pan, you can probably take that. I'd say this one's, like, right in the middle of that. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody being frightened on Peter Pan. Right. Uh, So I'd say there's a little bit of scariness, but not that much, you know? Okay, well, um, so we've got a little clip here, actually, of the ride-through that Cameron took, so... Uh, sit back and enjoy this, and we'll be back after the clip is done. He's headed on Pinocchio right now. Well, looks like your car's on the way. If you need anything, just give a little Oh, 
Okay, cool. Well, that's, I have to tell you, it's the first time I've ever heard Pinocchio. And I'm sure it's been yeah. out there. There's a lot of places you can hear it, hear it but um, you don't hear a lot of people talk about it or play it or do anything like that. So um, that's actually the first ride-through that we've done as far as audio from the, from the Disneyland Park with uh, many, many, many more to come. Just not, uh, not we're not going to get a lot of them. We keep sending Cameron in on days when, or weekends that are holiday weekends. And that's okay, but I, I'm actually glad to have done that. I mean, because I didn't know, you know, no plan is foolproof, and I kind of learned that if you're going to go on a holiday weekend, and honestly, there was a lot of events that day. I mean, you, I sent Doug pictures of when I was leaving. I mean, you'll see the pictures when I was leaving was way worse than when I was even in the park. So that park just got bad. I think it had, what was it, an hour and a half after the park opened that picture was taken? Yeah. And the lines in the Esplanade were running into each other. There That's was no, we haven't there was no about. gap. So in the Esplanade, let's describe this, because I do want to show people the pictures that you took. The Esplanade, the way it's set up is you have the entrance to Disneyland on one side and the entrance to DCA on the other. That's correct. Okay. And the lines from each were actually intersecting with each other. Yeah, you didn't know where one line ended and the other. I, oh, I'm sorry, the other line began. I mean, you just didn't know. I mean, you see, I the picture I take, I'm towards 
DCA and everybody's facing me and I'm pretty much in the middle kind of. It's just, it was just a mess. I mean, I don't even know if you could get cast members in the middle of that. I don't even know if they were there. But I had to walk through that to get to the tram just to get out of there. And I, I couldn't tell which way people were pointed. It was a mess. So DCA had to be just an absolute nightmare, I would have thought. Right. It was, and they were having a, they were actually having a gospel event. I think that's what it was called. And I don't know why you would have one on President's Day weekend. And it's just, it just made it ten times worse. Maybe yeah, it was, it was to, insane. Well, I mean, I'm thinking maybe they try to do all kinds of stuff like that because they anticipate huge crowds, and so you look for things to spill people off into. Yeah, but I, I don't know. They even should have blocked out our passes today because I, I have the premium pass, but, man, it was not worth it. I don't even know how you can go on anything that day. Like I said, I planned on getting all this audio for these guys today, and I only got Pinocchio. And it's just kind of funny to think about that. That's how crowded it was. And if you're going to go to one of these parks, just you got to really plan and you got to look at what's around the parks. And if you're going and on like a President's Day weekend or so, I'd say just avoid it altogether. Well, then that's kind of how I feel. And Cameron and I talked off mic about this. And I, I understand that people, you know, you have to go when you can go, when you can get off of work. Uh, and that might have to do, you know, on spring breaks and on you know, Christmas time and during the summer. Uh, I just feel that it just ruins the vacation for a lot of people, and that that hurts me to even hear people say, yeah, I had a horrible time there. It was just all I did was stand in lines, and it was crowded, and it was hot, and it was miserable, and I don't ever want to go back. And I just think, wow, it's such a different place uh, if you're just not there with the hordes of people. And if, if, if just people could just have an opportunity to try it when it's not so crazy, they would uh, have a completely different experience. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you can just, I mean, I, you know, we suggest like taking days off work and stuff, but it really is amazing when you can go and you can just jump on anything you want and there's not really a line or the longest line you wait in is 20 minutes. It's, and you do absolutely everything and you come home and like, wow, I had a great day. And all you did was go on a day when it wasn't crowded, you know? Right. Yeah, no stress. No stress on those days, that's for sure. Um, that's why I think you hear people stressing so much in Walt Disney World about trying to get these fast passes and trying to plan this and plan that. And it's because a lot of them that we're hearing from are only there during the times when every second counts. And yep. so they're trying to maximize every second by planning it out. Because if you don't, and those parks are at 75, 80 or more maximum attendance, you're not going to get to do hardly anything. And it is miserable. I mean, I, I know I've been there during some of those times. Even just trying to get away and eat is insane. Yeah. You, I couldn't even imagine. I was looking at actually lines all day on one of my apps, and I think the one of the restaurants was like 45-minute wait. And it's like, it's kind of crazy that people would stand there that long just for food. Or not, I mean, not, not that I blame them, but it's just, it's hard. You're standing in line, you're hungry, you're well, hot. Yeah, I mean, you're waiting as long for your food as it takes to eat it. Yeah, and then it's horrible because then you gotta go. Now we gotta find a table with the kids and try to find some place to sit down and eat our food. And, and then you have high expectations on the food, and like it better be amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's if I well, you know, I mean, if I if I had the ability, I would make it so everybody could just go at least once when it wasn't so crazy. And I think Absolutely. they would just get a whole different idea of what the parks would like. So, all right, well. Um, I think that uh, probably next show coming up will be the trip report with Roy. I hope we're going to be throwing something else in there. 
and uh, and you just mentioned too your premium pass and everything that you have for Disneyland. I'd really like to do at some point here another show on tickets and passes and all of that stuff uh, uh, to kind of catch up to catch up on. Uh, we did one I think a couple of years ago, and I would like to do another one to catch up on. Okay, here's how things work out now because the price of uh, an annual pass has gone up quite a bit in both parks and I think it's something that needs to be addressed and try to explain to people still if it's worth it if they can still make it work out uh, I believe that they can but uh, it's always good to do a show on it to kind of work that out uh, with all of us together so um, until then we uh, we will uh, work on that next show and we'll be back with everybody again next week so Say bye, Cameron. Bye, everyone. Take care. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me a good time. Show me some fun. Show me a podcast right on. This podcast has been brought to you by the fun folks at theseamazingplaces.com. Thanks for listening.